0: Alrighty. well first off i'd like to welcome everyone to the podcast all the listeners um today we have us our first speaker first guest his name is elisir sila hey 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 thank you for coming on to the podcast thank you vincent uh well this podcast is a one for the hobbies, uh, my name is Vincent and this podcast still does not have a title but it, I will say this, this podcast will be devoted to historical events and just looking back at them and how we can learn lessons from them and apply it into our lives. And just to also enjoy looking back and reflecting on the
1: past. Yep.
0: So, uh, but before we get into it, how are you doing, Elster?
1: I'm good, Vincent. Um, yeah, and just, uh, just like everybody else, uh, cooped up at home and uh, working from home. Uh, I have the privilege of working from home and uh, being able to be productive then. Um, how about you, Vincent? How, how have you been uh, handling uh, this uh, quarantine life?
0: Uh, same here, uh, working from home, uh, just staying indoors, trying to stay safe. Um, Elser, before we jump into our topic, can you just share some of your interests in life just to get so the speakers can get to know you a little bit?
1: Yeah, well, um, of course, uh, my name is Elser and uh, I'm a proud uh, Bruin, uh, class of 2015, and I love. Learning, um, especially history and uh, politics and current events. Um, I just think they're a fascinating look into uh, what's happened, uh, in, what's happening in our times today, and what has happened in the past. And uh, yeah, I just really enjoy learning about uh, what um, the events that have shaped our lives to what they are today. And so I think uh, I get a lot of uh, joy out of that. Um, I guess for other things, uh, I love playing piano and uh, love music love playing my bass uh, music is very fun to uh, be good at and uh, that's uh, that's kind of like some of uh, some of what I like to do on my free time Vincent how about you what, what, what do you like to do on your free time
0: well I like I do like to daydream I'm not <laughs> I'm not as as uh, productive as i think i could be but i'm trying to use what what do you uh, what
1: do you daydream about
0: oh i daydream of uh building buildings uh construction yeah being an architect or even like you i do have dreams of being a musical performer a singer don't you work I in live. the
1: arch- don't you work in the architectural field or something along those lines?
0: I work in the telecom industry on the oh, okay. a- architectural and engineering side. Got it. So I'm enjoying it too. Um, now, in terms of this podcast, this is my hobby. I'm trying to build into it, and so that's why. Trying to get this going. And we do both, of, both Elsa and I love to talk history, we love to talk about the past. Um, and so that's what this podcast is devoted to. And what we found most relevant um, to talk about is a historical event that deals with COVID or a h- historical event that can connect to covid or epidemics in general um and so what we decided for this first podcast is to talk about a historical epidemic and the first one that came to our minds was the 1918 flu um could you set the context for us about this epidemic historical context
1: yeah for sure uh, Vincent so uh, 1918 uh, was a very interesting year Um, 1918 uh, as we know today it was the last year of world war one so world war one was uh, already raging throughout uh, Europe um, and the world Um, obviously uh, the name is in the title Um, but the U.S. actually got involved uh, just the previous year 1917 so that kind of a uh, changed the course of the war. And so the U.S. in 1918 uh, was already fighting, was already in the war for at least a year. Um, obviously, if you remember in your history textbooks, um, you will remember that uh, World War I was very notorious for, not only for it being a very international scale uh, type of conflict, but uh, you have uh, the introduction of biological warfare, uh, chemicals, um, the use of trench warfare. Um, and yeah, it was a very, uh, very das- dastardly uh, war uh, to begin with. Uh, a lot of people thought that this was the only world war that will ever occur. And after that, uh, humanity will uh, uh, learn its lesson. But obviously, we know that uh, another w- another world war will happen, would happen just a few, uh, just a couple of years later. And so I think that's uh, that's um, a very uh, important uh Piece of context to know about 1918 and how the flu came about. Um, this is this was uh, one year. Uh, this was the last year of the war, and as the fighting was raging on, um, obviously uh, troops are moving throughout Europe um, and throughout the world. And as a result, when bodies move, uh, their respective uh, viruses or flus also move as well.
0: Okay, let's let's look at up... Look from a more home uh perspective, uh, as Americans, let's look at how the 1918 flu appeared in state stateside.
1: Yeah, yeah. So as I as I mentioned, uh, uh, obviously the Americans were also involved in World War World, World War One. Uh, but only reluctantly um, because of our president, Woodrow Wilson. And uh, when soldiers were coming back home uh, after their uh, tour of duty, uh, obviously they spread the pathogen with them. And I think the first uh, known case of of the Spanish flu uh, really starting to appear in the U.S. was in Kansas. Um, there was a military base in Kansas, and when the soldiers came back from uh, Europe, uh, they brought the disease with them. And obviously from then on, it it, it kind of spread from there. Uh, obviously um, it, would, uh, it would result in a lot of uh, a dangerous uh, uh, effects on the American people, but um, Kansas was definitely one of the starting points, if not the starting point for the Spanish flu landing on American shores.
0: So you mentioned calling the 1918 flu Spanish flu. Yeah. Is there a reason for calling it the Spanish flu?
1: Yeah, so it's interesting because uh, the, the name is uh, kind of like a misnomer in, in a sense because a lot of people will probably think it came from Spain, um, which it probably did come from Spain, but it also came from the rest of the world. Uh, we I don't think we know history has been able to d- determine the exact source of the flu. Uh, and it's interesting uh, because um, it's named the Spanish flu because uh, Spain was actually a neutral country during World War One, And so during World War One you had all countries who are combatants. They actually tried to censor information that would harm the war, their respective war efforts. So for example, in the US, uh, Woodrow Wilson, uh, our president at that time, he wanted to uh, make sure that um, mentions of the virus, of the flu, didn't uh, uh, weren't as commonplace as they probably would be today. And so he really censored that information as well as uh, uh, the governments in the UK, for example, um, but interestingly enough as i mentioned spain was one of the few countries that was uh neutral in the in the war and so as a result uh they didn't have government censorship they permitted the free flow of information uh and so as a result people thought that the uh the flu came from spain uh which um they were definitely wrong about that because uh, it spread uh, throughout the world because of uh of uh of soldiers moving around and uh governments not uh uh, not freely reporting on it. You
0: you mentioned censorship. Yeah. Um, I've. How can you help relate to us the cen- or it's a better way to place this? Ask this question. Um, where have we seen censorship in our current epidemic?
1: Yeah, so I think uh, in terms of, uh, so going back to the concept of c- censorship, um, it was definitely, um, it de- definitely had a very bad effect in the, during the World War I in terms of it spreading the flu um, all across the world. And so I think you definitely see that uh, with respect to China. Um, I think, uh, to use a very uh, common phrase, Vincent, uh, knowledge is power. And so if you have knowledge, you can definitely do something about it and act accordingly to better protect yourself or better to advance your own interests. And so I think, uh, um, in, ter- in with respect to China is very interesting because, uh, um, if this virus, uh, today, if the coronavirus was widely reported in China, um, to the extent it is right now, uh, we probably wouldn't have the uh, epidemic that we have today. Um, it's very interesting because, uh, um, well, I guess it's more sad than interesting, but yeah, uh, yeah. but, uh, it's not, it's not uh, surprising that the Communist Party in China censors a lot, uh, heavily censors information. Uh, I think we know that through if we have friends in China, they censor uh, Facebook, uh, they have their own version of Google. And so uh with respect to the coronavirus uh, when it was first reported uh late last year, uh, I think the very last day of of 2019, um I think uh that was the very one of the first instances of the coronavirus being mentioned. But uh, the Chinese government didn't want to uh, uh, spread that information. Uh, we could only guess that it was probably because of, uh, of uh, their reputation. They wanted to uh, act like everything was under control. But obviously today we know that it was not under control. But if, if uh, the Chinese government didn't, didn't censor uh, that information, uh, we probably uh, we would not be in the situation we are to, in today um, because people would have been able to act more quickly. And so I think that's definitely one similarity that you could see uh, from 1918 to today.
0: Yeah, I guess what China did is what America and as well as the other uh, c- countries at the time were thinking censorship is best when actual, when in actuality, now if we gave the knowledge to the people, get, warned them, we could have they could have prevented. The spanish food from growing yeah uh, exactly so in our i mean it's we're, we're blessed to have information uh be spread out for us and helping us stay protected from the e- current epidemic now the epi- the epidemic back then how how did it impact just the average household
1: yeah, so I think a one uh compares, or one point of contrast with today is that um the coronavirus um, as we probably know it's uh it really affects uh, older people and those with underlying conditions and so if you fall in one of those age or one of those dem- demographic groups uh, you are more likely to uh, uh unfortunately uh be very affected or even die from coronavirus and so um uh, like today we kind of have that this conception that young people are like so strong or supposedly so strong to, to not get the virus, which obviously isn't healthy. healthy, Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Obviously that's not the case. Um, There, there have been a lot of reports of uh, young people getting strokes and and the like because of the virus. Um, But I think uh, what's, what makes the 1918 flu uh, more pernicious um, is that it was very deadly. Um, I guess in other words, if you had a, if you if you had a, to pick a a timeline in which you you if in which you would want to live, uh, 2019 or 1918, um, I think uh, you would definitely choose a 2020 over a 1918. And uh, the reason why is because, uh, the Spanish flu killed not only uh, old people but it also killed young people, and so you could imagine, uh, like a young healthy farmer, who is 30 years old, working in uh, for example, Kansas, like what we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say that person uh, contracted the uh, the virus, uh, the flu. And a couple of days later, he probably would be bedridden and then die. And that, that's a definitely, that was definitely a sad reality. Um, and when that person came back to their family, then obviously uh, more people would, more people in his household would die. And I think uh, the Spanish flu was definitely something we would not want to be in uh, because it was a... Uh, definitely very bad for not just old people but also young people uh kind of like our age
0: yeah um let's let's talk about uh The. the the second wave of of the of the 1918 flu i believe it was worse than the first wave correct
1: yeah that was uh it was definitely bad um uh, it, it's kind of like today. Um, so during the spring of 1918, uh, the Spanish flu started to appear, uh, as I mentioned, in Kansas, and then it spread throughout the country. Uh, so kind of like similar to today, the coronavirus started to appear uh, in March or really started to impact our lives in March a couple months ago of this year. And so uh, that, that's kind of like one similarity. Um, in 1918, the uh, the flu did die down a little bit in the summer so uh, you could you could imagine that some people had a like a sense of respite um like hooray, um we kind of got the worst of it uh, uh-huh. it's in the back back view rear view mirror um we've overcome it Oh yeah but like that, unfortunately kind of Yeah but unfortunately uh the second wave was much worse and um, so and so in the fall of 1918 um the virus really hit with a vengeance and it was really bad um, I, I immediately recall an episode in in uh, Philadelphia in in the fall of 1918. Uh, they, the city officials wanted to plan a war parade to sell war bonds because the war was still going on. Uh, of course, the war would end in November, but um, they, they wouldn't know that. But uh, city officials definitely wanted to um, um, sell war bonds in a parade, and a lot of people started gathering in that parade um health health officials didn't warn the public and a couple of days later Philadelphia started to see a lot of uh graves and a lot of uh, deaths it was really sad and i think that was a kind of a a, a representative of what happened throughout the country um if uh, country, if uh, cities didn't take precautions in helping stop the spanish flu and so the the second wave was definitely bad and i think uh a lot of our politicians today are trying to prevent that, which they rightfully should be thinking about that. Um, so I guess one impl- implication today is uh, you who knows if uh, we're still stuck in our homes for the rest of this year, even.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully we were able to overcome the second wave. Hopefully we take uh, the knowledge that, that we can take from looking at the past that we need to, Keep sharing information. We got to keep everyone updated with the current event, the current topic, or the situation so that we can stay protected and stay healthy and just keep people safe. Um, and also, just to really, really appreciate the technology that we have where we can get info the moment we open our phone, the, the moment we open up our laptop, the moment. We turn on our TVs. We can easily uh, get the best or the most recent updates and uh, live accordingly, so that the the virus we can overcome this this COVID nineteen virus. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I just like to thank you for helping us look back at the nineteen eighteen flu. Um, I guess for the next podcast we we still want to keep looking at historical events that can relate to our COVID-19 uh, uh situation well uh, what comes to mind when or what, what other epidemics come to mind when you that we you think we could learn from so that we can learn and apply it to our current event
1: yeah so I think uh yeah there are a lot of the historical epidemics um I don't know necessarily if you could apply lessons from them, but I think they're definitely interesting. If our listeners want to look into them, I think uh, uh, you could definitely draw some comparisons. Um, I think uh, as a side note, I think one comparison uh, that a lot of people would probably think about would be the black death. Um, um, I, I think uh, it's obvious say- to say that uh, coronavirus is not the black death. Uh, uh, the black death kind of wiped out um, uh, a lot of, a lot of the Europe's population. So, uh, if you, if our listeners decide to look into that some more, um, I would definitely, uh, encourage them to uh, try to make use of, uh, analogies, but don't, uh, always look for analogies in every single thing that you look up. But I think that the Black Death is very interesting because, uh, it was definitely a significant, uh, world event. Um, it, uh, as I mentioned, it killed, uh, it wiped out a lot of uh, Europe's population and, uh, I think uh, we should definitely be grateful that uh, we are not uh, living in a time where uh the virus is as deadly as uh, what happened in in the in the 13th century I believe or um, obviously in 1918. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another one Vincent is uh, that probably isn't as well known but I think um our our listeners would definitely be interested in learning more about uh would be the Justinian plague uh which occurred uh during the in the roman empire during the it started during the reign of uh, just uh justinian the emperor hence um, the name yeah. yeah hence the name um and it was very it was also deadly i don't think it was as deadly as the the black death but it was definitely uh an epidemic that probably isn't as uh well known so i definitely would check our uh uh advise our listeners to check check uh those two uh, uh epidemics out
0: all right. Well, hopefully we we can schedule podcasts to talk about those two in the near future. Definitely. Um, once again, Alistair, I'd like to thank you for your time and being a guest and a speaker for our podcast.
1: Thank you, Vincent. I hope,
0: I hope you I hope you good. Uh, good wishes and that you stay safe during this COVID period. You too. Thanks, Vincent. All right. Thank you. For the listeners, this. My name is Vincent, uh, and I'll catch you on the next podcast.